How the heck are ya? It's Tuesday, October 6th. I'm Lisa Page, and this is the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast. Ah, I'm so excited to get Ricky Rebel on. Um, this was supposed to air last week, but we had some things going on, okay? And when you're producing your own podcasts, you know, like I'm not at that level yet. Although I should be, because this podcast did rank number five last week. And then seven the previous week and 11 the previous week on the Apple iTunes podcast charts for health and beauty. So thank you so much for listening and rating, reviewing, subscribing, sharing all the most annoying things. But I totally appreciate the love. I really do. I can't even express to you how freaking excited I was last week when I saw that this podcast got to number five. Like amazing. Thank you so much. Before we get started, I want to talk to you about Wild Four Chips. These were the chips that Ainsley and I discovered over the summer. She ended up making me get a bag because they had barbecue. So of course I was like, okay, girl, she loves her barbecue. If you text the word chips to 474747, you'll get a discount. I believe it's 20% off for your next bag of Wild Four Chips. They're full of protein. They're super healthy. You got your whole grains and you also have your protein, which is a huge plus when it comes to eating chips. So don't sleep on this. Text the word chips. It's so easy. Text it to 474747 and you'll get 20% off your next bag of wild four chips. You're welcome. All right, let's get into my little convo with Ricky Rebel. I hate saying interview because it wasn't really an interview. And I knew him before we talked. He was on Chad's show with us a couple of weeks ago, and I knew as soon as I met Ricky that he needed to be on this podcast. Uh, he's a singer-songwriter, a dancer, a musician, a recording artist, an actor. He's been all over the place. Best of all, he's a conservative. Let's get into it with Ricky Rebel. Hi, Lisa. Hi, hi, hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? You sound good. See, this is what happens. This is just what happens when Chad Prather brings you on. You don't know who you're meeting. And then that morning, Chad's like, Ricky Rebel's coming. I'm like, wait, what? Ricky Rebel, they're on a flight right now. They're, They're supposed to be coming in. They're coming in for the second show taping. So we were very excited. And then, of course... Ricky comes in and you can't miss him. And right now I am so psyched that you came on the day you came, Ricky, because now I got you for the podcast. Yay. (laughs) I love how that works. I know, right? Okay. Where are you today? Because I know you're on a little tour. And so you're going like state to state, city to city. Where am I talking to you today? You're talking to me in D.C. When was the last time you were actually home, Ricky? It's been about, I'd say, a good solid 10 10 days, maybe two weeks. Okay. All right. Are your parents out there too? Yes. My parents are out there. My man is out there. Ooh. uh, And he misses me. But I don't know if he misses me. I don't know. He's just like, when are you coming home? (laughs) I'm like, I "I don't know. I mean, this is what I've always wanted. You know, I want to, I've always wanted to travel and, and do a tour. And now it's finally here. And I'm, and I'm meeting beautiful people like you. I fell in love with you the second I met you. Oh, you're so sweet. And, uh, and Chad and going on the Chad Prather show was amazing. And it's just, I'm having a really good time. Well, let's give some people a little bit of background on you uh, because I did not know until you actually said that you were part of No Authority back in the day. Oh my that was back in when? The mid 90s, right? It was late 90s. Late 90s. Early 2000s. Okay. So you were, you and I are around the same age. And No Authority was out. You were the lead singer. You were discovered yeah. by Sony. Right. Michael Jackson. Yeah. We talked about this on Chad's show, but you've met Michael Jackson. You've danced with Michael Jackson. You have 
come across in your days starting out? You met Michael Jackson. You worked with Madonna. We were talking about you mm-hmm. doing stuff with Britney Spears, going on tour with her. All the all these things you have done at such an early age, early on in your career, right? Very, yeah. Not very, very. I mean, I guess you could say I uh, I booked my first movie at a young age. I was in Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Mm-hmm. You know that opening scene? I can't where believe he dances? that. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. In Fosse. Yeah, you could see me if you look at that movie. I'm in the first scene wearing orange. I need to go back and, um, and really watch that. Yeah, and I, I sing on the soundtracks of Anastasia and Apollo 13. Uh, I think that's really, I, I made more money singing actually in, on soundtracks than anything else in the commercials and all that. Really? But yeah, I, I was a Hollywood kid. Uh, yeah. Okay. So when you were growing up, you know, you knew, you just knew you were going to be a performer. And so was your mom, one of those moms where she's hustling you from like after school to different auditions. You were in the arts and theater programs. Did you do all that Mm. stuff that typically we hear child stars start off doing? Yeah. And it was one of those things where my parents were always telling me, if you want to quit at any time, please quit. I love that. (laughs) If you want to, Mm -hmm. we're not forcing you Mm -hmm. to do anything. Mm -hmm. It was something that I really wanted to do. And I didn't have stage mom and dad. Thankfully, I had uh, grandparents who really loved me and believed in me very, very much. My grandfather who passed away Hmm, and um, my grandmother, they would drive me to auditions every single day after school. And we would have sometimes four auditions in one day. Oh my and they would gosh. just get there and get in their car. And I would do my homework on the way there and uh, on the drive over there. And, and then we'd come back home at night. Oh my it was, gosh. It was crazy. So you did that mm-hmm. throughout your, you know, your earlier days as a little kiddo. And then your first big break. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Where were you when you got the call? What was it for? Who was it with? Well, you know, I've had multiple moments in my life where it's like, oh, that was amazing. Uh-huh. I, I remember the call uh, from Madonna's record label representative calling me personally to tell me, to inform me that Maverick Records is going to buy No Authority from Michael Jackson, the label that we were on. Mm-hmm. It's a million dollar deal. Jeez. And he said, we're going to put you up on the Britney Spears tour as well. And I was just like, holy moly. I couldn't believe that call, right. that call and, and meeting Madonna and, and meeting the president over there. That was a dream come true. I've always looked up to Madonna and Michael. They, they were always talk about the secret, you know, manifesting things. I obsessed over those two people partic- uh-huh. in particular. And here I was employed by them. So that was amazing. That's and then insane. touring as well with Britney was definitely, I remember a moment being on the tour bus Mm-hmm. And we opened up one of those industry like billboard magazine type of books or, you know, magazines and billboards. And right when you open it was uh, No Authority, Can I Get Your Number, being the most added record next to Janet Jackson's record in, in on radio. Mm. Oh, my god! And I'm on tour with Britney in a tour bus reading this. And I, I was like, oh, like this, this moment is I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Kind of moment. Yeah. You know, because just recently in June. I was laid off, but I had a syndicated radio show called Pop Crush Nights. But I've been in radio for the last 22 years. So when you say to the people that are listening, they're like, well, what does that mean added? Every week, music directors at radio stations work with record labels and the program director. But really, it's the music directors who are meeting with all these record labels. And they come in every week and they pitch their artists to the music director. And so then the music director and the PD listen and they're like, okay, yeah, well, we like it or we don't like it. So to get a record added is a big deal. And then in radio, we 
we have this thing called spins. So every week we would get a list of the most added records or the most added songs and how many spins we would be playing. So again, for people that are listening, you're like, okay, well, does that explain why I'm hearing the same song, the Selena Gomez ice cream song every hour and a half? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you're getting a lot of spins. That song is peaking. For the most part, when you're listening to radio, especially Top 40, it's meant to be listened to in increments. So that's why a lot of doctor's offices or, you know, a lot of places that have you waiting in a waiting era, you back in the day, because now no one's waiting anywhere. You're waiting in your car. But when you were waiting in these waiting areas, a lot of these places wouldn't have a top 40 station on because the music is so repetitive, but it's a good thing for the artist like you. If your song is getting played every 90 minutes, that's a big deal. Right. So I just wanted to clarify mm-hmm. that up because people are like, spins. what is that? Yeah, right. The spins, the more the spins, the better for the artist or the group, right? Yeah, thank you for explaining that. Yeah, I well, forget that people don't know the lingo. Yeah, people sometimes <laughs> don't know it, so we wanted to clear that up. But, I mean, you have done so much stuff, Ricky. I mean, you've done musicals. What do you like the best? You've done musicals. You, we just talked about you singing on a bajillion soundtracks. You've appeared in different movies. Now you're on tour. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been on and off tour, but now you're doing a tour. It's Everyone's touring kind of the same way where you're doing a Zoom thing most recently, and we'll get into this in a second. You did the big MAGA Trump unity bridge in LA, a big deal uh, with the cameras and everything. I'm so happy that you recorded that. I mean, you couldn't record it at night anyway, but you know, at night is when all the crazies come out and it gets scary. So um, when I was watching back the video during Chad's show, before you guys came in, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy that he did this during the day where there were cops out and present and there were a lot of people around and it wasn't a bad situation. Uh, But we'll get into that in a second. But right now, with the tour, people can go to, I just want to throw it out there early on, rickyrebelrocks.com to catch you on tour. And are you doing smaller venues? Because, you know, Chad's on his comedy show tour, and he's been doing smaller venues too. And people are coming, and they're like, you know, they're wearing their mask. They're not wearing the mask. Chad really doesn't give a shit if you wear the mask. Um, How is that working out for you? It's going really well. Uh, We're doing smaller venues. People can come, and and they're not blocking us because the bigger venues, they won't won't allow it right now. Mm -hmm. But we we're we're just we're doing really well you know we're just backing back-to-back gigs i'm going to be doing the amp fest uh in october okay, you were telling me that the okay 10th 10th. in miami at trump drow that's a bigger event mm-hmm. that actually there's probably going to be hundreds of people there which i'm excited and yeah it's just there's so many dates honestly i get um a little bit confused with my schedule i think how to have a amazing um manager aisha helping me out here <laughs> getting all this together but <gasps> it's fantastic yeah, you are busy, busy, busy. All right, so in, is Aisha with you too? For anyone that's listening and you're like, who's Aisha? You got to go back to Chad Prather and I'll put the link in the show notes. Aisha just popped on camera for the first segment of our show last week and she kind of gave us a crazy story because, I mean, she was all trumped out and we loved, we loved the whole outfit, everything. And Aisha was like, yeah, well, the people at the airport weren't really, they weren't really as crazy about this outfit as you guys are right now, which is, of course. And at first I thought it was a joke. I thought I, I thought she was kidding. Right. She said that. Yeah, she was like, no, it's serious. I, I was feeling judged. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the outfit is so cute. It's really cute. It's, it's like a jumpsuit with the words Trump on it. And it's like camo, camo. And people comment it. They, they love it. I know. I really liked and it. You know why I liked it? Because it was kind of understated. And you know, camo's so big right now that it wasn't anything mm. flashy in your face. Nothing right. like your big MAGA video, which was fantastic. How did that come about? And again, those of you who are listening, we are going to link this in the show notes because you got so much attention and good attention for the most part with your MAGA video that was filmed. It was in LA. It was on the Unity Bridge. And 
you had a lot of people yes. coming out. Now, was that open to the public or did y'all have people kind of in place uh, going into it ahead of time? I can't imagine you didn't, you obviously prepared for it and had to lock in that time to use the area, right? No, listen, this is grassroots stuff that was not planned at all. No. Uh, we were there. Yeah, it wasn't planned. Um, we were there because we, every Saturday, Beverly Hills, protest all the people come out and we protest and we're trying to open up california and we we want to hashtag save the children from child sex trafficking Mm -hmm. so we're there for those specific reasons and plus plus we're just pro-america and we're trying to show our patriotism and that we love trump even though we live in beverly hills and west hollywood and all these areas where we're quote not supposed to think that way we want to become more visible and what happened was my friend rob who runs the trump unity bridge he called me and said hey you know, I'm going to, you know, park the car close to uh, this protest. I'd love for you to come on and, and perform MAGA YMCA because he plays my song on a loop. Uh-huh. And I'm like, OK, cool, let's do it. So I drove up and, and I got on my car. And of course, Antifa greets me oh and they're wearing all black Ugh. and they look like robbers, like they're going to rob a bank. And they're, they're like, hey, man, can you wear this mask right now? And I'm like, no, thank you. And he's like, why? And I'm like, well, because we, we've had diseases since the, since the dawn of time. I'm sure we're going to be OK. <laughs> and if you're too scared to be here, you, you can step away from me or you can just go home. Mm-hmm. OK, mm-hmm. thank you. And then I walked right past the Tifa. And I, I went it. into the. I I just have a way of making people just calm down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I got I got into the group, and and we're, you know we're all having a good time. And then of course Trump Unity Bridge, you know, it's so busy over there. They won't let him park anywhere. So he was just circling the the, the the streets, and finally he made a turn on Rodeo Drive, and Antifa and Black Lives Matter decided to stop him from, from moving. They went right in front of his car, they stopped him right in the middle of the street, and they started jumping on his car, on his big, you know, big float, a big Trump, pro-Trump float, and they start breaking things Ugh. and pounding on his windows and pounding on the hood and, you know, shaking it back and forth and punching patriots. It's, it was crazy. Mm. So, of course, you know, I had to get into the middle of it. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I was like, this is like the perfect opportunity. He's like so scared. He's like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, I got into the, his face like in, in, in the mirror as like, you know, cars being pushed oh back my. and forth by black guys. Now I'm like, play the track, play the track. Oh, my God. <laughs> and give me the mic. Give me the mic. <laughs> I can't believe that. Were you at all scared just a little bit? Because you don't know what you're getting into when you're walking, even though, you know, I'm MAGA too. I would be so nervous to go to any of these rallies because there's so much evil. I knew that the second I started dancing, I mean, I, did, I you know what? I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if someone was going to try to hurt me no, or whatever. No, of course, yeah. I just knew that this was a great opportunity to perform the song amongst the, the chaos and, and try to soften and lighten the mood with, with love and a song about unity and love. And it just presents the juxtaposition of the two sides. You know, one side is, is fighting for anti-Americanism mm-hmm. and, and the destruction of the USA. And the other side, you know, that I'm on are the patriots mm-hmm. and the people who love America and are so super grateful that we live in America. We know that we have things to work on and America's not perfect, but we're just so grateful to be here. And we love America. And we don't want the destruction of the USA. We don't want globalism. We don't want Marxism. We, love, we are free market capitalists, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And it's a happy place to be because this side is truly about diversity of thought, 
where in my mind, that's the most important thing mm-hmm. is diversity of thought. That's where we are truly free. We're free in the mind. If you try to control the mind, then that's slavery. That was me doing what I did was a proclamation to that or was an expression of my freedom. Like I'm free and whether you like it or not, Antifa, I'm going to dance. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to do what I can to make people lighten up and have a good time and spread this beautiful message of make America great again for all Americans. It's so nice to see someone like you that is unapologetic for your views and your thoughts and your stance. And, you know, we talk about it a lot in this climate. Everybody's so offended. Everybody's super sensitive. Everybody's polarized. And we keep coming back to the fact that The left, they want it their way or no way. And if you don't agree with anything, then you're a racist. I ended up breaking up a friendship. I was very, very, very close friends with someone for almost 18 years. And I finally, just a couple months ago, had to message her and say, you know what? It's been real, but I can't do this anymore because she's so far left and would not stop coming at me. She would not stop virtue signaling. She would not. Publicly? Oh, yeah. On all my platforms. Wanted to come on my podcast. Wanted me to go on her podcast about our differences in, a view, in views. And for the longest time, I kept saying, listen, we're you're not going to change my mind. And I'm not going to change your mind. And I ignored her for a very long time. After a, a tons of follow-up questions about everything yeah. that, you know what I mean? I finally just said, I'm not, I, I've ignored you for this long. Cause I don't want to talk about this. Like, I don't want to talk about politics with you because I care so much about our friendship, but you obviously don't want, you don't want to let it go. You don't want to let it go. And I'm going to need to let you go then because I can't deal with this. And I'm hearing so right. much more from people on the conservative side who are with us, Ricky, in that like thanking us for, gosh, being so unapologetic for our views. And you know what? It's so twisted because I have many friends. My sister's Mm -hmm. liberal. Do I not speak to her? No, we don't talk about it. When I read things, outrageous things that my friends are posting that are on the left, I don't even bother. I scroll or I snooze them. I don't get involved. I don't want, I don't Mm want to, I don't want to bring it up because we're not going to change each other's minds. So let's talk about something else. And I think in this climate, I am hearing from a lot of my listeners that people are really, they're losing friends. They're losing family members. I had a family member. My mom's cousin messaged me last week and said, you know what? You really need to just stick with talking about beauty and makeup because, Mm. you know, people are getting turned off by your opinions. And I said, I'm not. And, you know, I've always been this way. And I'm also, you probably get this a lot too, Ricky. I'm getting a lot of people that know me or they're acquaintances um, of me, but they're not super close. But I'm getting a lot of like, you've changed. Wow. I can't believe you would say that. You've changed. I don't even respond anymore. I just block them. I don't need them in my life. I was not good friends with them to begin with. But if you think I've changed that, I'm not. I'm just being vocal about it. We're coming up in what the Democrats keep saying, the most important election of our lifetime. Yeah, it is. There's two roads. We know. Yeah. And one of them is going straight to hell. I don't want to be. Yeah, it's true. We respect you so much, especially somebody who comes out in the LGBTQ community. And as we were talking about on chat show, so many, and I have, I have gay friends too that are like, I'm just afraid to say something because I don't, I I really don't want to lose friends. I'm afraid of what people are going to think. And you don't give a shit. And I love that. I love that. You're like, well, take it or leave it. This is, I can't, you said in an interview, a recent interview that you stayed in the closet for so long and you kept quiet about your sexuality and your personal life for so long Mm -hmm. during the earlier years in your career. And I love that you were like, I'm not going to stay quiet. I'm not going to stay in this closet and not voice my opinion. Mm -hmm. What this is wrong. What's happening is wrong. And 
I'm speaking up and I yeah. love that about you. I love it. Thank you. I know how painful it is to to stay in the closet. It's really painful. And whether it's about your sexuality or I call it the conservative closet to yeah. be in that closet mm-hmm. there are countless emails, countless uh, direct messages to me saying how grateful they are that I that I came out and I'm vocal about my views and it gives them hope even though they, they say like I'm too scared to come out. A lot of LGBT are very terrified. Yeah. Uh, to come out as conservative or, you know, a little bit right-leaning or centrist Mm right-leaning. They can't even voice a a different opinion than all of the things that the left want you to agree with. You have to agree with every single thing they want Mm -hmm. or you're a homophobic Nazi. Mm -hmm. And I just rebelled against that. I rebelled against the idea that I had to, you know, think a certain way in order to fit in with with their community in order to survive and succeed in my career. Mm -hmm. I'm like... uh, no, let me let me do a 2.0 for you. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> a uh, rebel 2.0. Ricky. I, you know, because first two, first one I rebelled against, you know, the industry saying I couldn't be open to gay and right. succeed. And then I got two top 40 Billboard records as a solo artist since Ricky Rebel. And now I'm doing it again. I love it. In, in 20, or you know what I mean? I'm yeah. doing it again yeah. and saying, they say, oh, you, you can't make it if you come out of the Trump support, your career is over. I'm like, oh, okay, watch me. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, okay, well, now now the challenge is on, so watch me. And really quickly tell the story about how, you you know, at the your manager at one point was like, I can't, you've got to, I cannot represent you if you are going to support Trump. I can't. What happened yeah, with that manager? Did you tell heart. me you dumped him. Did you dump him? Bless his heart. I'm serious. I still love, don't you love your friends who've, who've you know, done you wrong? You're always going to love him, right? I love him. He He's supporting me when I need, you know, when I needed him, but he just, he hates Trump with a passion mm-hmm. and it's just fine. You know, I'm okay with that. But when you tell Ricky, you know, don't say this, be quiet about that. Yes. Uh, something I feel very passionate about. I feel very passionate about my love for America mm-hmm. and even saying things like I, I support the second amendment. He's like, Oh, don't say that, you know? And, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just like, what? Like these, these are just ideas that I have in my heart. I, I can't be silent about songs. For instance, this conflict that's happening between the war, the, the kind of like the soft civil war we're in about, you know, Black Lives Matter and Antifa versus patriots and, and pro-America people. I, I want to write about it as a writer, as a songwriter, mm-hmm. which I have. I have a whole album ready to go. I just need to mix it. Mm-hmm. But it's about this conflict and it's about the journey that I've been going through. I mean, my new single, American Rebel, uh, is the first single from that record. And it's on YouTube right now. And that song it perfectly describes where I'm coming from as far as like I go right and left as a person. I'm not like strict with every single facet it has to be, you know, a conservative and every single right. aspect yes. has to be liberal. Yes. You know, I, I don't understand any of those labels. I'm just like, look, I, I like I agree with this. I don't agree with this. And sometimes it's more liberal, sometimes it's more conservative. But at the end of the day, I, I feel like as Americans, what we've lost is respect for one another to be able to to have a viewpoint that's different than than your own and we've lost respect for for people who have different opinions and that's why i want to i want to heal that you're gonna mix your album yourself ricky well i produced it myself i i mixed it my my own i could probably release it as my own mix but i want it professionally done by gary miller mm-hmm. who is my um new producer slash mixer and he's worked with david bowie and Cher and Katy perry he's taken a real real love for me and my music and just he takes it to the next level. So I really want him to do it. He's just ultra busy. Yeah. You know, now that he sees that there's a lot of buzz happening in my career and things are really happening, he's really proud of me. He's a staunch, he's a staunch liberal. Wow. Like he's very liberal. He's from the UK and but he loves Ricky Rebel. Yeah. Because we love each other. You know, we just love we respect each other for 
our work. Um, and when we start talking politics, he's like, oh, that Trump. Uh, uh, uh. Yep. I'm like, look, at the end of the day, you can vote for whoever you want. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just don't just don't arson my home. Exactly. You're like, please. <laughs> like yeah. Please don't set my house on fire. That would be very nice. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be very nice. And he just starts laughing. And I mean, but make jokes about it. That's how it should be. That's exactly how it should be. Yes, that's exactly how it should be. Like, you guys are adults about it. He's not badgering you. You're not badgering him. I mean, freak, the guy's going to be mixing your damn album, and it's all about patriotism. So I got to ask you this, too, and I'm I'm so mad. Did Natalie, when you were on uh, with us last week, did she tell you about the Texas gun experience? You guys got to come back and come to the shooting range with us. Her husband owns that. It's the biggest. Oh, my God. Ricky, next time you come back to Texas, you've got to come to they the range that? with us. They own that? They her, drove yes. by it. Her Does husband. Yes. Her, oh, my gosh. Yes. That's huge. I, that's why she showed it to me. I thought it was just a place. She's like, oh, we need to come here and have some fun. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But I didn't realize her husband owned it. Yes. That's it, awesome. Yes. It's Let's go. so next bad. You got to come out. Awesome. Okay. So yeah. now you're in, you're back in LA. Now, where are you going from here? And again, everybody, this is Ricky Rebel on the line with me. I snagged him, snagged him right up uh, when he was on with Chad and Chad had found him. You know, Chad's a huge fan of yours. And when we came in, he's like, oh my gosh, y'all know Ricky Rebel. Pull his Instagram up right now. And we're like, oh my gosh, we love him. Love him, love him. So I was like, give me some Ricky Rebel snackage right here. And now Ricky's here with me. So go to rickyrebelrocks.com to find out where he is, the appearances. Where are you going next? I know we talked about you going down to Miami. The Amp Fest. The Amp Fest. uh, 2020. Okay, yep. All right. In the 10th. Oh gosh. Dude, are you doing all your costumes and stuff yourself? I mean, I know you have people designing stuff, but are you thinking the stuff up yourself and saying, okay, this is what I envision? Because last year you caused a little riff at the Grammys with your MAGA display. You enjoy Villa. We were like, yes, finally somebody in Hollywood coming out for the Patriots. Well, I, I have just a select few people that I work with. Number one is my uh, stylist slash art director who also directs my music videos. She directed American Rebel. I love her. She directed... My, my song called Time and countless others, Magic Carpet, all amazing. these beautiful videos available on my YouTube channel. Yeah, I, I recommend people watching. She's got this amazing aesthetic and she's from Russia. Oh, Russian. Russian. You're Russian so, designer. Yes. My Russian. And she just knows, knows fashion beyond. Like she took me to a whole other level. And basically everything I wear, we, we put together we collaborate on and we, she comes into my closet and we just put just groups of, we take clothes I already have and we just kind of mix and match love and it. brand new looks out of them. She helps me pick out my wardrobe. We go shopping together, which I don't like to shop, by the way. I know I'm a weird, no. a weird LGBT. But you do guy. like, oh, you <laughs> really? Oh, oh, you're going guy. against the grain, Ricky. I know, what? Are the, what? The, what are the rare gays that does not like to shop? I like for people to shop. I love that. Well, <laughs> hey, you know what? When I get to that status, I I will be doing the same thing because honestly, the cyber shopping, right? I'm killing the cyber shopping game. But yeah, and we got to wear these damn freaking masks. It's not fun to shop with a freaking muzzle over your face. Oh, the muzzle has got, oh! got to go. It's got to go. Gotta, gotta, gotta. I yeah. love it. So, I love it. You want to talk about my schedule? Yeah, I want to talk about your schedule. I want to talk about how, where people can find you. Okay, well, October 1st to the 3rd, I'm going to be in Gettysburg with the Christian Music Meet and Greet concert. Ooh. Miami, I'm going to be October 4th with Maurice uh, Black's for Trump event called the American Gala Awards in Miami. And October 16th through the 18th, I'll be in Arizona at the Patriot Party. October 21st to the 23rd, I'm going to be at the South Clear County Palm Beach Women's Club show and I do four songs there and then 
on the 22nd, I leave after the meet and greet. Okay, there's going to be a meet and greet somewhere. But this is all on uh, deplorablegigs.com, Ricky Rebel live tour schedule. Okay. And then it's also going to be on my website probably today, rickyrebelrocks.com. I'm going to call my, um, now I have people. I've got a lot of people now. You hit that. You have hit that <laughs> threshold, that status now, Ricky, where you have like, people helping you out left and right. That's awesome, dude. That's so cool. Thank you. It's great to have people helping you. I'm used to doing everything on my own, so now it's great. You have been in this business for a long, long time, and you have hustled. How often do you get to see your parents? Because you're all over the place. Your mom is adorable, by the way. Oh, my gosh. She's so cute. Oh, my gosh. I love my mom. I love my dad. Thank you very much, Pilot, for, for saying that. Oh, she's um, adorable. I talk to my mother every morning mm-hmm. on... on um, we we do the face we do face yep, together yep. every morning. She is my best friend uh, and my father as well. He's N- my best friend. Hey, are they still married? Uh, I, yes, they are. <gasps> See, and they're they're proud conservatives. I lo- okay. And how long have they been married? High school. Okay, so they are like high school sweethearts. And I love it because yeah. I never hear people that have been married for longer than a year. Especially you guys are out in in, in California. Omg! So kudos to your parents. Strong marriage. Conservative. Do you have any siblings? I have an older brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's and very different than me. Very different. <laughs> is he okay? <laughs> is he out in California too? What's he doing? Yes, he lives in uh, the Orange County area. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Gosh, you are so- not a conservative, by the way. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, then he's up right up there with my sister. Every time my sister posts something on Instagram about BLM or you know all that other crap they post, I just have to bite my tongue. And remember, she's my sister, but. I do not agree with her. I have to just, you know, yeah. I've got to keep things light. Yes. Keep it light. Yeah. Yes. She's been watching too much CNN. You know what I'm saying? A little brainwashed over there on the oh CNN side. Gosh. Yeah. Well, you have been such a pleasure to talk to. I just am so happy that I, I was agree. in last week. When you came. We should do this more often. And what people. On a personal level. I love talking to you. Well, what people don't know is that after we wrapped with Chad, you guys had to make a mad dash to Ulta. And what I need to know is what did you end up getting at Ulta? Because I never got the, I never got the recap from Natalie. You never got the deep? Well, before, uh, you know, before I came out as a Trump supporter, I was supported by MAC Cosmetics. Mm-hmm. Oh, and oh. slowly but surely, they started taking that away. <laughs> you know, whatever. I understand. Yeah, but whatever. now I, I'm addicted to MAC because I was working with them for so long. Right. I still, you know, I still love their products. I mean, I got like a, an eye spike eyebrow, eyebrow uh, pencil thing that, you know, you twist it. It's really mm-hmm. nice. And it has like the brush and... I could do my eyebrows so well with that. What else did I get? I got a nice primer. You know, but I but I understand these companies. They don't want to get doxxed or hurt. And so I, I, I hold no grudges against the person who helped me. You know, I, I hold no grudges. I just don't like to do that. Perhaps I should start my own makeup line and then we could just... That's amazing. You should. <laughs> no, I, Aisha has so many ideas for, for me slash with me that, I mean, we have an idea of doing a Ricky Rebel ch- children's book before Christmas. So I'm writing that right now. I wrote it like yesterday, like with the the plan of the idea. And uh, it's about, it's called uh, The Boy Who Is Different. And it's about a boy that likes Trump and how he gets made fun of for that by the kids. And and, uh, and other ways that he's different. This boy's different and how he overcomes it and what happens to him. I love and then it. to have like a Ricky Rebel doll, like we want to, we want to have a Ricky Rebel doll to go with it. You can, you know, the, of course the red boots will be there, mm-hmm. and all of these things that you can mix and match. These are just really cute ideas that that she came up with, and I loved it, and so I ran with it. And and I've always wanted to, I don't know, to 
to write a book, but I, I want to start like with an easier project than writing like a huge biography or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I'm done with my, my life yet at all. No, like, I think I'm just you know, ready to be like, this is, this is like, Oh, this is like a really good moment. And I think there's going to be great, bigger things to talk. Well, not bigger, but you know, you get what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Big well, no. And you know what? Also Ricky, I want to re- include, I am definitely for you writing a book like that because when I, when I'm shopping at Target all the time and I walk by the book section, I literally can't even with the white fragility, anti-racist baby that came out by Ibram Kendi. And it's basically teaching parents to, <gasps> oh, 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 I got to, I'm going to send sad. you, I'm going to send you the link to the podcast my that husband and I did. So sad oh, Ricky, like, what the hell? I hit it. I hit it. I hit it. I hit it. I did a reel on Instagram on it. I hid the book. And every time I see this piece of shit book, I'm going to take the book and I'm going to find another place in Target to hide it. There is no space for that. And any parent that's picking up this book, I mean, a lot of people don't know who Ibram Kendi is. He's a writer who wants to continue racism. And the book is all about basically black babies already looking at a white baby and judging that that white baby, it's not a, he's not a good baby because that baby's got white skin. Martin Luther King is rolling oh over in his grave. Gosh, he's gonna, rolling over. I'm seriously going to start crying right now. That is so- it's awful, Ricky. We say it all the time. I'm so freaking happy that my kids are in a private Christian school where they say the pledge to the mm. Christian flag. They say the pledge of allegiance. They say the pledge to the Texas flag. They they say the pledge to the Bible, the biblical flag, and they are taught that we should be proud of our country. As conservative parents, we need other things to give our other tools to tell our kids that it's okay. You can stand up for your country. Don't be ashamed to be an American. Right. Be proud to be an American. This is Absolutely. just all of what's happened in the last six months. It's, I mean, they want to start a revolution. Um, yeah. And we need more people. I'm so thankful that I, I finally came across you and I met you because yeah. your whole side of just being unapologetic and you're like, this is who I am. Hey, and I'm going against the great, I'm gay and I like Trump. And Trump's been for gays since the beginning. He was for gays before he I even know. got elected president. But you know what? A lot of these a I lot know. of these gay people that we see, I feel like they've just been fed all these lies and they don't know any different. They don't know the history of Trump. So to have somebody like you yeah. to be sort of on that podium to say, no, 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 no. I'm living the lifestyle and I support this right. man is big. It's huge. And we are so thankful that we have someone like you that can, that has a voice and that's proud to stay and stay strong. And despite what other people say, because that's Thank a big you. step. That's a, that was risky wearing that big MAGA outfit you wore last year. That was risky business, but you did it I anyway. Know. I love it. You were like, fuck it. I'm wearing it. I, I had to do a total fuck it moment. I love it. <laughs> yeah, literally, in my mind, I was hearing Madonna's song, I'm not your B-I-T-C-H. You can say it. Yeah. S-H-I-T on me. Mm-hmm. You know, don't hang your shit on me, mm-hmm. LGBT. Mm-hmm. You know, radical side, the radical activist side of the LGBT community. Because there are a lot of LGBT. I have a lot of LGBT fans. Mm-hmm. And I, my whole reason why they're like why do you like trump so much why are you so vocal it looks fake are you being paid why are you doing this like we get that you like him but man why are you doing it's be it is about this thing where i'm telling them you know it's not about trump this isn't about trump this is about my freedom of expression Mm -hmm. and i know that it irritates you that I am voting a certain way or think a certain way uh, but i want to desensitize you to the maga hat because you're because you know you're so triggered by it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no. The more I present it to you, and the more I show you me with a beautiful conservatives holding their hands, kissing them, black people, white people, mm-hmm. people of all colors, people of all you know religious backgrounds and and sexuality preferences and all this stuff, the coming together as Americans. I wanted to present that to 
my LGBT audience who are afraid of conservatives. And I want them to think about it for a second and go, wait a minute, Ricky's having a really good time with these conservatives. Maybe they're not that bad. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're not, maybe they're not as bad as the media is portraying them to be. Mm -hmm. And that's really why I I'm doing what I'm doing. Basically I'm presenting something to them and I'm, and I'm out to prove that the media is lying to them about how, uh, who, who conservatives really are. They have this image of the conservatives hate them because God bless their hearts. You know, many of them are, there are LGBT who have been kicked out of their homes for being gay. Okay. And I understand that. And I feel for them and I understand the pain associated with all of that. However, I feel like we've grown as a nation and I, and I feel like conservatives have, have grown those ones who were like that back in the day and, and maybe some now that have felt that way. And now they're, they're learning that, you know what, it's between you and God and all those things, or, you know, it's between you and your God, if they believe in God mm-hmm. or, or it's just between them and that person, yeah. that's their lifestyle. And, and it's kind of like this where, you know, sometimes conservatives will tell me, well, you can't be gay and conservative. I've had interviews like that. And I'm like, well, the way I see it is like, well, what if you like toes in the bedroom? Can you be a conservative mm-hmm. if you like toes? Yeah. <laughs> and the answer is yes. It's... Can you be a free market capitalist and be into toes? Right. Right. That's silly. Such a false narrative to so many sides of being a conservative, like this girl that I dumped after, you know, being friends with her for 18 years. I swear she truly, really thought I was racist. My brother-in-law is black. I never once thought, oh my gosh, Lindsay's dating a black guy. So no, Um, my brother dated an Indian girl, a beautiful Indian girl for three years. My stepsister is gay. I am not a racist because I believe in the second amendment, because I believe we need to keep our constitution in law and order. That does not make me a racist. I'm so sorry that you feel that way, but there's such a twist. Same thing with being gay. Being gay is all about being prideful and and self-expression. And that's exactly what you're doing. You are doing that. So for all of these people that are telling you, you can't, 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 I love that you're like, oh, watch me. Hi. Yes, I can. And look at all the red, white, and blue swag I'm wearing too. It's ridiculous. Hello. It's so ridiculous. And I always- I'm I'm, I'm good friends with Don Jr. I'm like, hello. Hello. If if his father was a homophobe, his son wouldn't fall far from the apple tree. That's right. The seed wouldn't fall far. Yep. And, and And Don Jr. is no problem with me Please, right like, ricky i love what you we love you kimberly kimberly and i you know mm-hmm. and and they follow him you know he's following what i'm doing and he'll retweet me and he asked me he's like why do lgbt hate my father so much i don't get it i'm like i don't get it either he's like don't, don't they know that we're trying to end aids in 10 years we're working on that <laughs> i'm like i know and he's like don't they know that we're trying to decriminalize homosexuality around the world i'm like i know i, know. <laughs> I don't get it you know what it is there's this one there's this one article that's out that circulates between the community that they just like copy paste it copy paste yeah and it's the equality california or one of those things you know where it's like equality something yeah you know and they have like 200 reasons the administration is anti-gay or something like that and it has like 200 examples of like really lame examples you know like I, I can't I get into detail, but right. basically all of those things can be explained properly. When, if you explain why they're doing what you have to go in there and talk about 
why they did what they did, it makes logical sense as to why and, and how they're spinning it. They, they spin it like he's anti-gay, but really he's just maybe implementing a way that it was before the Obama era, before the executive orders and all these things that Obama did, you know, and actually wasn't even protecting us in the first place. I just always ask LGBT, any gay people like me, I'm like, have you really, who hate gay, Trump so badly? I'm like, how has your life changed? Right, right. Like, it's true. Yeah. How what has, has he your done? Life well, yeah. Been affected? Right. Like, just, just look at your life. Yeah. Well, it's not about me, Ricky. It's about the trans. Oh, I it's can't. It's about this. And I it's can't. about that. And it's about that. And it's about you. And I'm like, but, but look at your own personal experience. Like, how have you personally been affected by the Trump administration? I want to know. Because mm. to me, I see taxes lower. Okay. Oh, and yeah. And that's what I care yep. about. Okay. Yeah. And, and I still can get married if I want to get married. Not that I even care about that. But honestly, I can. Yep. You know, my life is great in the Trump administration, especially before this bioweapon from China. Yeah, I know. My French. The, chi- the, you know? Uh, the Chinese virus. Yeah. yeah. It's so true. It's so yeah, true. It's so true. The Chinese virus. They manufactured it on purpose to be released, whatever. Either it was an accident or it was on purpose. Bottom line is they need to, we need to, they need to have consequences for it. Totally. That's all I got to say to yeah. their government. Yeah, it's Anyway, true. before that, we were doing really, really well in the economy and everything's going fantastic and, and jobs are going great. I have a friend, he works at a restaurant and he manages this restaurant, co-manages it. And he said that uh, he's, he's, he's in the closet and he said in the Trump closet, when I say in the closet, he's in the, Trump <laughs> in the closet. conservative closet. Yeah, he's secretly in the conservative closet. And he's like, Ricky, and we have to talk in whispers when I go visit him. Oh, Ricky, yeah. I, you know, I, you know, I'm voting for Trump, right? I'm like. <laughs> Yes, I know you are. And I'm upset that you're not as vocal about it as I think you should be. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm surrounded. He's like, I'm surrounded. I can't talk about it. They'll fire me. They'll, they'll this and that. I'm surrounded by hardcore liberals. And he's like, all I know is, Ricky, I look at the people's check at the end of the day, and it's grown. It's grown by hundreds for these, for these workers, for these waiters. And I've seen the difference. And I've seen how it's affected our business. And that's Trump leadership, Ricky. And I know, I know that. But he's business-minded. My friend right. is yeah. business-minded. Right. So he, yep. he gets it. Yep. He said even a little, even the hundreds of dollars that they're getting extra, that is huge for a cook. A hundred percent. Huge yes. for their family. Yes. 200, yes. whatever. Those things are huge for them. Might not seem like much to us, but it's like, it's huge to them. He's always supported me, but it's always privately. He, he can't come out and support mm-hmm. me openly because a lot of his friends are in the industry and they would, they would punish him for it. That's a sin. And I just can't tolerate. I, I don't tolerate that. Like mm-hmm. I've never been the kind of person to bow down to any type of peer pressure. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. I don't excessively party. I don't, I'm not interested in things like that. Right. And I would get made fun of for the things I used to wear going to school. I used to love Madonna and wear my Madonna t-shirts when it wasn't cool like Madonna because she was too slutty and Mm -hmm. and they just, the kids made fun of me and called me the F word, you know, the gay slur. That's awful. And I didn't really care because I was like, I love her or I like her. I like her music. Basically, new version happening right now when it comes to President Trump. It's like, I just really like this man. Yeah. I like the way he handles a room. I like the way he talks. It's just fearless, fearless person. And I really wanted to develop those skills in my own life. Yes. Like, how can I become the new alpha? I know I'm not this like Arnold Schwarzenegger bro alpha type, but there's part, there is a part of me that's super masculine and super strong and super powerful. And like, I want to develop this side of my personality because the left was trying to pull me more into becoming a drag queen 
and all of these things that I felt uncomfortable with. So I wrote an album called The New Alpha, and I started studying alphas throughout time, Marcus Aurelius and President Trump. And I started watching his speeches and just absorbing everything and figuring out what, what does it mean to be an alpha? And through this journey, what I've discovered at the end of the day, like a, I like to get to the bottom line of what is true and what is not. I'm always like, what's the bottom line? The bottom line, I think, about being an alpha is having the ability to tell the truth and take the consequences that come with mm-hmm. that. I love that. And I think all these people that are scared right now to come out of the closet, they need to become their own version of an alpha. Mm-hmm. And they need to tell the truth and they need to take the consequences because otherwise you're filled with bitterness and you're filled with resentment if you stay silent because you feel like a slave controlled. Mm -hmm. That resentment starts to build up and it, it, it pours into the rest of your life and you're not as creative, you're not as happy, you're not as fulfilled in your life because these people are suppressing you. Mm-hmm. We say it all the time. You have to look at both sides. Like Twitter's just a life suck and you can't depend on anything on Twitter because most of it is just, it's it's one side or the other. But if if you actually do the research yourself, a lot of the backlash that I, I've gotten with just being loud about it is from emotional thinkers, not critical thinkers. They're not looking at both sides of the story. They're only reading the stories and they're only getting the news from the sites and the, the people that they follow from like-minded people. So they're only getting that one side. After November 4th, we'll all get back to somewhat of a normal, but people like you that are out there just speaking your truth and doing what you're doing, we just, we love you, Ricky. We just love ya. You gotta come back to Texas and come to the Texas Gun Experience so we can pew, pew, pew together. Pew, pew. Let's do it. Pew, 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 pew. I love that. Okay, listen, I'm gonna let you go because I've had you on for almost an hour, but uh, everybody who's listening, go to rickyrebelrocks.com. Follow Ricky on Instagram, Ricky Rebel, right? It's just Ricky, or is it Ricky Rebel Rocks? My internet. RickyRebelRocks.com. Yep. And if they're interested, they can help donate to my Ricky Rebel Tour Fund. I've been following you, so I'm going to post all this. We're going to link it all up. Ricky, you are the best. Keep fighting the fight. Okay. Bye. Wasn't he so fun? I love him. That's Ricky Rebel. I don't want to give his secrets away, but he is as old as I am and he looks way better. <laughs> all right. So for all of your information regarding Ricky Rebel and where he's going to be touring and cities and all that stuff will be posted over on the show notes. Of course, it would just, it wouldn't be even nice of me to not play the most amazing parody redone, rewritten, reproduced by Ricky Rebel himself. <laughs> this is MAGA. Remember YMCA? This is MAGA. I like it better. Check out this version. The link's on my show notes page, too.
out there and vote right now why do we have to wait until november 3rd <laughs> thank you so much for listening to another episode of the lisa page made me do it podcast wouldn't i love it if it was lisa page made me vote red that would be amazing it would make my life all right uh that wraps up this very long episode dang i really just cannot stick to my own rules i'm really i was trying to be conscientious of keeping these podcasts at 20 minutes and yeah no i can't help it i need you to know that i do Come in with the intentions on keeping these short and sweet. And sometimes, well, that doesn't really happen. But I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much uh, for reviewing the podcast. You don't even know how much it means to me. And it really helps the podcast grow as you have witnessed. So keep those five-star ratings coming, y'all. Have a good one. I'll talk to you on Friday. Once again, thank you so, so, so much for listening to the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast.